0: Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Every alternate Tuesday is Elmer time. And sure, just like clockwork, Elmer's here joining us to share his thoughts on the uh, evolving axis formation, a new world order. And there is a surprise element that Elmer is predicting. And I can tell you, some of you have given your inputs on who that surprise country is you are going to be blown away. So without further ado, let's welcome Elmer Yuan for today. Elmer Namaskar and welcome to P. Guru's channel.
1: Thank you for inviting me. And 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 don't trust uh, Siri. I, I remember I've been doing it every Tuesday, <laughs> alternative. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's but true. Every? To, you know, I love yeah. to talk to your your audience in India.
0: Yes, yes. I mean they, they really really admire you and adore you. <laughs> Uh, Elmer. And and before we let uh, Elmer start this conversation or his uh, side of the story, which I'm going to ask a question, please do like this video. We want this to go viral because there is a very important reveal that's going to happen. And I want everyone to understand why Elmer is naming this country. A lot of stuff is taking place in the last 72 hours, 96 hours, a lot of stuff has happened. And you will be up to date once you listen to this conversation in full. Elmer, go ahead and tell us what is happening. Is Russia-Ukraine drama a, uh, a, a diversion for China to do something in Taiwan, A, or is Russia really serious about getting into Ukraine? And if so, why? And who are the the new players that you think are forming this axis that we have two people already defined behind me, China and Russia, who are the new entrants you think? And you can tell us why. Take
1: it away, sir. Uh, First of all, we have to compliment Putin being a very seasoned diplomat and a president, very experienced president. So far, he is laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, by gestation, uh, One hundred and twenty thousand soldiers on the Ukraine border he has gained a lot first of all, the gas price have gone up tremendously, I think by almost eighty percent so and uh, russia depends on natural gas and energy income when they're to sell them. so he is winning in that score and in the meantime, both inside the united states i'm I live in washington d c now or near the, across the river the u s is split on how, what to do with Ukraine, totally split, all right. And uh, even within the Democratic Party is split. So the entire Europe is split also on how to handle the situation in Ukraine. So Russia is very successful without really, <laughs> without sending any soldier into Ukraine, and they already have to. Now. They are in a situation that you get everybody fighting with each other. Even in the White House, they are fighting whether we should protect Ukraine or not. And also in the US media, I'm sure you're watching, even though you are still in India. But the, the, the spirit is unbelievable. You've never seen these uh, such uh, so-called left left wing uh, left wing uh, media suddenly want war <laughs> with, uh, with Russia. And also uh, more than that, the um, defense complex the different industry. Also, there's a, uh, they also want to do business, because they want to, you know, they like to see, uh, not exactly war, but preparing for war means business. So Putin is very, very successful. He really doesn't have to invade uh, Ukraine. What he really wants, I've been following, following this for almost uh, a long time, since uh, the Soviet breakup. So basically, I mean, You cannot blame Putin for doing all this, because originally when the unification of Germany, the West, the NATO has promised them not to go beyond East Germany, meaning not to go go East so the NATO will stop in East Germany, will not go any further. But as you know, (laughs) all the the Eastern Europeans joined the uh, EU and also joined the NATO, except Ukraine. Right. And and uh, you cannot blame uh, Putin. Say enough is enough, because he needs a buffer country, Uh he needs a buffer country like a uh, Mongolia. You know, Mongolia is the buffer country between China and uh, and uh, Russia, and uh, also North Korea. He needs buffer country, and this is normal sense, you know, and geopolitics. So he basically wants to make sure Ukraine Ukraine stay as a buffer country. So invasion, is he didn't have to. I mean, Russia is picking up <laughs> another Ukraine for land. So he wants to, the, the West to stop there, no more NATO. And of course, you saw that in his demand with uh, when the meeting with uh, Blinken, he wants no missiles or no nuclear missiles in Romania and Bulgaria in that uh, southern part. And, uh, and what he wants to do is sit down and negotiate. Negotiate already, the first round has happened, all right? they putting, uh, uh, putting deliver, or uh, the Russian foreign minister deliver his conditions, and Lincoln said he's going to reply in writing. So they're going to have several rounds. The bottom line is, he wants to make sure that it's a buffer country, and uh, Ukraine does not become a NATO, and all the uh, warheads south, in uh, Romania and Bulgaria gets removed. He wants the sanction on Russia from Crimea to stop. Right. And he wants the gas pipeline to be resumed. He's building this underwater pipeline. And Nord he wants North Stream 2. And he wants the business with Europe on natural gas continue. That's all he wants. I mean, people think he's going to invade. That's only a threat. That's a posturing. But the posturing looks really good, you know, looks real, <laughs> very real. So far, you have to give credit to to Putin. And didn't do anything. So there's a lot to learn from uh, Xi, Xi Jinping has a lot to learn, you know, guy didn't do anything and he has economic gain in the meantime. <laughs> so I I'm just had a program uh, half an hour ago. Ukraine is the Taiwan of Europe. All right. You must put that into parallel, Europe, Ukraine. And what and U.S., of course, you have to look U.S. response. We'll come to that country later. All right, But I like to have a good background story. The U.S. policy towards Ukraine will be very much like towards Taiwan or towards India, meaning you guys have to defend your own country like India. Right. You guys are defending. I can give you any assistance, but I'm not going to send soldier to die for you. You have to your own soldier have to die for your own country. That is the U.S. policy now. All right. So meaning Taiwanese, you have to arm yourself and your soldier have to fight and pick up the arm and fight. So Taiwan has been given the, all the latest, the best weapon. Uh, I think if you, if India wants to buy, of course, now you're buying partly from Russia, but if you want the best weapon and you're willing to pay the price, you, it will be sold. You get, and they will give you all the assistance from the space and the, from the satellite, from everything. They will give you all the assistance you want. And more than that, all the neighboring countries must get together and help you. You must round up all the neighboring countries to help you. So this is why the court, this is the, the reason for the court. So U.S. is asking Ukraine to defend themselves and they are shipping all the weaponry already to plain low, almost 200, 200 tons of, uh, uh, They uh, lethal weapon, they call lethal weapons. speed air into, uh, into Kiev and. The, uh the the Ukraine people they used to be good soldiers under the Soviet days so they're arming themselves but a little bit late and all the other countries like the uh, UK and uh, Estonia and some other countries are shipping they have a they have a lot of uh, hardware uh, from NATO and they bought over time they are shipping it to to Ukraine to help them to defend against Russia uh so so it's happening so the policy both in the Pacific, and in the europe are very similar usa i'm not going to let my people die because us as you know you live in the states they don't they don't enough is enough they say it's time these countries must try to to save themselves uh, from these uh auto, totalitarian regions and and we can support them financially weapon and information and everything so this is the, the background of uh, Ukraine and Taiwan. Very similar. Uh, and uh, so what happened is, problem is Germany. So this is the problem with Germany. German, Germany is relying almost 100% of their energy on Russian natural gas. I mean, the Green Party has so much power. They put themselves into such a ridiculous situation. They chose Green instead of national security. And they chose Green is, uh, they chose, uh, they chose green, and they chose a totalitarian. They chose Russia, which is there. You know, Russia and Germany are dead enemies. So what happened is, Germany relied on both Russia and also on China. R- rely on China for business. I mean, China is the biggest buyer for German goods, not America, and In engineering also, Right. Everything, cars. Just imagine, you know, you know, uh, uh, biggest car are German cars in China, all the way from Volkswagen to Mercedes Benz and to Porsche. Everything, all the German cars, every one of them are mass production in China. China is their biggest market, and German engineering. Germany, of course, still have a lot of uh, mechanical machinery and stuff like that. So, in a way, Germany economically, economically is really in in uh, in total alliance with russia using Russian energy and using chinese market this is a very serious issue because we see the forming of the new access country as as, uh, access right sorry by my english access 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 country look at this the world is splitting up into the you know the us us meaning including India and all these three countries, democratic right. country, and the totalitarian countries, China, Russia, North Korea. All right. Uh, uh, Iran, Pakistan, and then uh, uh, Venezuela, Belarus, uh, Belarus and, and Syria. They, they, they become, I mean, the totalitarian really gang up together. It's its the very, very similar to World War Two, prior World War Two, all the totalitarian against us with so-called universal uh, value. So this is not only for interest, it's totally different. And somehow Germany kind of leaning because of Angela Merkel's policy, lean towards Russia and China economically. And and German are very practical people. On one hand, the people want democracy and so on and so forth. But on the other hand, I mean, the German business contribute a lot to their tax revenue and the German has become almost a a kind of welfare state. Sorry, sorry.
0: So two, two questions before we continue this conversation. Number one, it is my understanding that at one point of time, Ukraine had the third biggest nuclear arsenal and they signed an agreement with Russia saying that we will give up this arsenal to you. In exchange, you shall not invade us. So isn't Russia breaking that agreement or promise now?
1: Russia is trying to, uh, you know, there's a lot of Russian inside Ukraine, so they are trying to get them to start another kind of internal.
0: Yes. Yeah, and
1: they are trying to get to them to remove. They don't need to invade. That's why I'm. I say they are unlikely to invade. They will get the Russian inside Ukraine to start some kind of a coup and change the president, right? And this is, uh, of course, this is the ideal situation. And the worst situation is they may split Ukraine into two, east and west. So this is what's happening now. So nobody knows the outcome. So they may, they don't need to invade. There are enough Russians inside the country and they can use other means and they can use Belarus and so on. So it's, it's really, uh, you know, to, these days to overthrow, like uh, Burma all right, to overthrow Burma, you don't need to say any soldier they Basically, now Burma is 100% control, or uh, Myanmar, controlled by China. So they, they have their way. Uh, and uh, uh, so any, anyway, this is the how I perceive. And Germany is very, very unhappy with the United States leading the NATO. This has been going on for a long time.
0: So back to Germany. You said that Germany is turning away from nuclear energy to natural gas. Yes, natural gas is clean, but nuclear energy also is clean. The last time I read up on it. So why this fascination for one that they don't have that they have to import as opposed to having something in the hand that they can produce forever? What is this problem? Why is nuclear energy, which is also a clean form of energy, a problem for the Germans.
1: But nuclear nuclear energy does have the risk of an accident leading to leakage. Look at Fukushima in Japan. I mean, Japanese are very, very good managers when it comes to nuclear plants. Right. Even under their management, the Fukushima accident happened because of a tsunami shutting down their backup nuclear generated so it's you know so as a result this this fukushima accident really got the world most of the world to to stop a lot of nuclear plant development and uh and germany you can read out as it's, it's in the news they want to stop all nuclear plants shut down all the nuclear plants by the end of this year all right this is not to and what else do they have they don't want to burn coal. In fact, Germany, as you know, remember in World War II, they have tremendous amount of coal reserve. No more, no, no coal uh, power management. I mean, this is really too green. This is too green. Put your whole security. Security is always the most important, right? But they put green above, above uh, security, national security, and I, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and and this and what happened is. The uh, big corporation wants to cooperate with Russia and with China, while the people, of course, the people they understand what the uh, what the totalitarian, and they were never happy with the communist, so they are siding. So there is a fight going on inside Germany. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. You never know.
0: So, so Elmer, first uh, another follow-up question. So the, uh, Germany is actually the head of EU because economically that's the biggest player. France yes. can argue about it, but you know, more or less. Mm-hmm. Now, if it starts leaning towards Germany, uh, towards uh, Russia and China, um, that could be a huge problem for the EU as an entity, isn't it?
1: Yeah, also, you know, US have to change its policy. I mean, US, they have always been fighting, you know, Germany and U.S. Uh, even though, I mean, <laughs> Germany owns their independence or even existence to U.S. But they were not happy And uh, with America. American, you know, have that kind of, I mean, Germans are very disciplined. Americans are very free, <laughs> liberal. So this is already a natural uh, clash. But but that's what's happening also. Uh, they, they, they want a lot of, they want independence. Germany wants to have independence in Europe. Uh, they are not happy with the American taking the le- NATO leadership and also the, uh, the Americans somehow influencing the EU economic. So they've never been happy. I mean, I, go, I do a lot of business. I used to do a lot of business with Germany. So uh, things may switch. And how can they surrender themselves to the natural gas from Russia? It's so ridiculous. That's why U.S. is trying to divert maybe some kind of new pipeline from Qatar, from the Middle East. Qatar, Qatar has bigger, uh, other than Iran, Qatar probably has the biggest uh, natural gas reserve.
0: But that poses a problem, isn't it? The pipeline has to go through Turkey.
1: <laughs> Turkey Turkey is flipping. But U.S. also want to ship uh, uh, liquid, liquid uh, LNG, liquefied LNG from U.S. soil. To, to Russia. It's not a bad business. Economically, to, to it Germany makes sense.
0: To Germany, to Germany, Sorry,
1: not To Germany, yeah. and also actually to the entire Europe. They have a receiving station in Poland for liquefying natural gas. So USA with this fracking, they can, fracking will not only give you oil, but also give you... But Biden gas. shut it down, though. Biden shut down <laughs> the The fracking. pipeline. Yeah, the fracking. No, he's he is not issuing new license. He's not issuing new license. So uh, you're right. So this is why the US is going to Qatar, getting Qatar to do natural gas, liquefy natural gas and uh, ship it to Europe for the time being. Qatar is uh, doing a lot of liquefication.
0: So um, great. So now, so this is all the European theater. We are also mm-hmm. having problems in Middle East. Let's, let's just wait for a second on that one. Let's go to China. Now, China again is doing a lot of flyby. Uh, on uh, Taiwan. Now, there are carriers, U.S. carriers stationed there. They are patrolling the Taiwan Straits. The question that is on everyone's minds, if not on their lips, is will the U.S. be able to tackle a uh, two-pronged conflict? Let's not say war yet, conflict. Your thoughts?
1: I don't believe U.S. is going to send. They say they have 8,500 ready to act. Okay, on alert, on high alert, but I don't think U.S. is going to send a lot of military personnel into Europe. Uh, basically, Europe will end up with a talk, finally a talk, probably in Putin's favor. And so uh, uh, China will be left alone, basically to fight. And there are right now four task forces, as you know, in the Indo-Pacific uh, uh, area, four task force. And uh, right now, they are stationed more or less in the South China Sea. So there are rumors because U.S. two months ago had declared all these islands, so-called shelves, not really islands, with military installations are illegal against international law. So basically, I would not be surprised if U.S. take action first to remove or to destroy those military installations on, on top of the shell, we call them shore. Sure, and uh, uh I would not be surprised, so the tension is very high on the other hand, if you look at Xi Jinping, the guy is crazy, all right, the guy is crazy, you know he's really um uh first of all uh, I've never said it in your program. I always suspect he is an alcoholic, all right, I'm not kidding, you should check his history all right not a I, I, will, I will
0: tell you a joke, I will tell you a joke, yes.
1: You know, yes. two
0: communities, two countries are very famed for their drinking. One is mm. Russia and the other is the Irish. So the joke mm. goes like this, two Irishmen walk by a pub. It could happen. So the joke is that as soon as they see a pub, they're going to go inside and have a drink. The joke yes. is that they actually walk by it without going inside. So. That is the kind of affliction they have. I mean, this is a joke. Don't take it personally, guys. Sure, if sure. there's anyone of Irish ancestry or Russian ancestry. Andropov was so drunk that I think I don't even think he signed even a single paper as the general secretary. From the time he became general secretary to the time he died, like 20 days, 30 days. Very interesting reign uh, at that point. He was supposed to be a you know big drunk. So go ahead, Putin.
1: No, you see, Xi Jinping is northern Chinese, very close to the Mongolian. And those people love to drink, you know, every cold weather, Northern countries love to drink. And he has a habit of drinking all night. You know, they, need, and you, some of the Japanese do the same thing. They, instead of dinner, they drink and, uh, the alcohol has its own, uh, so-called, you know, also as uh, give you energy as well, but also right, making, right. people who drinks do not like to listen to advice. They act, they're very stubborn. Once they make a decision, they don't change uh, physically because the alcohol physically make them act that way. I have, I had a few, uh, I used to do a lot of business with Japan in that generation, Japan first started, became very rich and there were a lot of alcoholic, let me tell you, because suddenly they, every evening they go out to pub to drink before they go home. So a lot of alcohol, you cannot recognize them from their, the watery eyes. All right. Those are alcoholics. So those people, I believe, I firmly believe. Xi Jinping is an alcoholic. All right. And uh, and uh, he makes decisions, he makes wrong decisions, and he stick by it. He would not change. Taking Hong Kong is a huge, huge mistake, economically. All right, huge, huge mistake. It's now now things are, uh, are revealing, uh, the bad things still you know, problem. And he made a lot of bad business mistakes in, in China, without pressure, even pressure from the West. He is damaging Chinese economy all on his own. There are a lot of stories on the paper, so I don't need to repeat. By taking Hong Kong, he feels and the people below him, all right, they don't have a free press. So the people below him said, great, you've done a great thing in unifying Hong unifying China. You have done the second uh, taking back of Hong Kong because first one, they feel that Hong Kong is still infiltrated by the West. Now they have really uh, retake Hong Kong. And the next thing to do is Taiwan. And then the next thing to do is at least uh, drop, once they take Taiwan, basically America will be out of the Pacific, or half will, will be out of the Western Pacific. Meaning China will have control of Korea, South Korea and Japan and the entire Southeast Asia. All right? India, I don't know. I don't know. You may have protection or alliance with uh, Russia. But if, if if Taiwan is lost, he will have entire control of East Asia and Southeast Asia, meaning his first step on one belt, one rope is successful. And that will give him, imagine if he has Taiwan, all the chips, all the technology from Japan, all the manufacturing capability of Korea, and all lots of natural resources from Southeast Asia, he would, that would be the biggest economic block in the world, bigger than US. So imagine, and then the one bell, one roll, his dream will start having his dream. So I would say we know we know for a normal person with normal reasoning, it's stupid to fight America because they are military militarily so strong. But you never know. People gamble, right? Gambling, this type of personality. This is why we have to understand a leader's personality, right? This type of personality similar to Hitler. They are willing to take a risk, to take a gamble, because the reward is so huge. It's like playing roulette. You know, sometimes you have a you have a risky uh, you can put put on risky uh, betting, but then the reward is big. So you they think that way. So I'm I'm I would not be surprised. And on top of that, they have many undeveloped or, or unknown weapons, so called unrestricted war well, uh, weapons we don't even know what the latest rumor is they have they have developed the e- ebola virus which is air transmittable all right deliverable in the air so what do we know only thing i can tell is we don't know the only sure thing is we don't know what they have in terms of uh this kind of weaponry totally illegal unethical and moral weaponry in their arsenal. We really don't know. That is the only thing we are sure, right? So how do you, so he may take a risk. You would never know and take a gamble. And uh, this is what we worry about. Of course, if uh, if uh, Putin is really uh, going to uh, attack Ukraine, then of course he would do it at the same time. So, so you, the people cannot handle two fronts. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So I have three or four questions. Before I start forgetting them, I wanted to kind of put a break. We can go back to this point. Uh, First question is, the US has not retaliated against China for their annexation of Hong Kong. I thought at some point of time, sanctions would kick in, that they would probably locate the top leaders, children and all that stuff and throw them out of the Ivy League that they are studying. That did not happen. Second thing is, that I thought that there would be some restrictions on the linkage between the U.S. dollar and the Hong Kong dollar. That hasn't happened. U.S. continues to do trade with China, although there are tariffs in place. And that's not something that Biden can claim credit for. It is from before. And more importantly, this octogenarian is still hanging around, Dr. Fauci. So how do you explain what U.S. is doing right now, Elmar? I am totally flummoxed.
1: It's uh, you know the the, the Wall Street has such big influence on U.S. They are not willing to cut off, decouple with China. U.S. is not willing to decouple, and and I don't know. So far, you know, even with this uh, Russia or in Ukraine, I mean, you 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 saw what uh, Biden had to say. If they invade a little bit, it's okay with us. <laughs> so meaning if they get pregnant a little bit, it's okay with him. So it's ridiculous, you know. I mean. This is what the weakness of the Biden policy. If today Trump is, uh, in, is still the president or Pompeo is, the, is still the, then you have a very much tougher. I mean, look what they've done to Ceramani. It's very an act of determination, then you don't move anymore. The, the, the threat is gone. Nobody respect the US anymore. So there, that is also an invitation for Putin to act tough and for Xi Jinping to invade Taiwan. Or, or play some other game using some other weapons. It's, it's totally, and of course, you remember Afghanistan, Afghanistan. what a sign of weakness. So we have a problem. So, you know, you guys have to prepare yourself. You know, you US may not come to rescue at all.
0: Yes, indeed, I, I realize that. Uh, let's not worry about India, at least on this Hangout, because I'm still, uh, you know, Elmer, you, you been a business person yourself, See, most of the industries, especially from Midwest and and also in the Northeast corridor, all these industries, functioning industries, when China became a cheaper manufacturing destination, they took down their things, nuts and bolts, broke them down into smaller parts that they can ship out, went to China, found a plot plot of land. Reconstructed it almost to the exact chair. Somebody was working here. If he had to go there, his office chair would be in the same direction as what the rest of the office was. This is how much they have done. And this is again and again across the states. So it is relatively easy for US to start doing the same thing back home because the designs never left US. It's all in the engineering minds and heads. They're still alive. This is only 10-20-year phenomenon. And, and Biden has not seemed to have, does not seem to have address that thing also. So you didn't answer about the fauci part. What is the magic thing that Fauci has that he manages to still be able to you know keep deflecting the, the origin of the virus?
1: No I, 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 this is a huge conspiracy on the big pharmaceutical, Fauci and China. They funded the development, the, the, the gain of function. On the uh, virus, all right, U.S., Canada, and Western countries funded, and the big farms were behind it. Funded the P four P three labs, gain of function. While they funded, China gave them all the information. What have what they gained? What is the nature of the virus? What stage they're in? So, in fact, both China and the West have been developing vaccines much earlier than the outbreak which means, you know, honestly, we were all amazed. How come vaccine can be developed in months instead of years? And both of them have turned out to have a vaccine in a matter of months after the outbreak, which shows that this whole thing is a business. This is the biggest business in the world, all right? And Fauci is, is very, very close to Montana. He is very close to it. In fact, he is a representative of Big Pharma. That's what he is. So he is protecting. Yet we don't have anybody else to replace him. Donald Trump didn't have anybody to replace with such experience. This has, the guy has been in this business for so long. This huge thing is a big conspiracy. It's a huge business because, first of all, now have vaccines. Every year, every one of us is supposed to have some kind of vaccine bolster. It's a business. This is why South Faoji has huge support by the big farm and maybe big tech and everybody to stay in business. And for the uh, radical left, this, the, 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 the vaccine is a way to control people. The vaccine, the quarantine, the testing, all these are ways to control people. And that's what they want to do. I'm not good enough to explain that. I'm sure there are people who, are, who, who talk, who understand this kind of thing, to how to control people. And you, this is in China. Uh, you have to pay the latest attention. China very much under control because of this COVID. They have controlled the people thoroughly, from even from leaving your home or going from building to building. This is I mean, everybody has some kind of uh, some kind of computer. Sure, turns from red to green, uh, to yellow, and so on. So all your movement is depends on your mobile phone. It tells you whether you are safe or the area you enter is safe it's total control of people and they want to use it france is adopting it they want to use the same thing in the west and of course people are resisting that's why you see this march anti-vaccine march in washington and in belgium it's going on because there is they use this that they use this covec to control people maybe not by Design, but they suddenly discover nothing is better than that.
0: Now, you so we have been having this discussion again and again. There are mm. still hundreds of labs that are doing this gain of function research in China, none of them have been shut down to the best of my knowledge. Have there They, ADP, they, they, they...
1: they started 30 more since the, the outbreak, they have uh, they've approved 30 more uh, P3P4 labs.
0: Uh, world has to have a chance. uh, This way, it it doesn't look like, you know, it's just a matter of time before it will catch one of us. One of the things will hit us.
1: So in a way that uh, you don't know, I mean, everybody said, Oh, this uh, Omicron is getting weaker, and the next chain will be weaker. Based on what? What kind of gets stronger? I mean, this is everything is by wishful thinking. The whole world is living on wishful thinking. And what, if they can develop one, why can't they develop more or even more powerful? If they can gain function on this, they can gain function on many things. And what, what make us think that all this thing is happening by accident. It's a natural, it's a natural change. No, we don't, we don't know. The only answer I can give you, I'm for sure, is we really don't know anything.
0: Yes, indeed. A lot of tough questions and the possibility that Germany, could uh, actually tilt towards this axis is very real. Uh, I thought l- last question before we wrap up today, we have been talking for a while now. Last question before I wrap up. Uh, I thought after Angela, her successor was more centrist or right of center or at least at the center, not so left leaning as uh, Dr. Merkel was. Any any ideas why this is, could there be a steering away from this uh, philosophy in Germany?
1: I, I believe uh, Russia have a lot of influence in, in Germany, from the old days. Remember, they used to control, of course, <laughs> East Germany. So they have a lot of influence. So there's a lot of undercurrent we really don't know. But uh, uh, from what happened, I mean, where, what happened to Angela Merkel facing the Chinese? You know, since he, he she knew everything what the Chinese have done, all right. And now what they are doing to Russia. I'm really very suspicious of the future of Germany. We need to pay a lot of attention. I don't really know enough about Germany to to tell you anything, but the appearance is terrible.
0: Well, uh, with that sobering thought, let's uh, call this a wrap. Thank you once again, Elmer. It was wonderful talking to you. Uh, Viewers, this is all basically uh, connecting the dots. So don't give comments saying that Elmer doesn't know what he's talking about. Please understand that everything he has said on this channel has turned out to be true thus far. If something hasn't happened, it is going to happen. Again, see, he has lived his life. I'm just trying to explain it to those who have not been on the channel before to hear you, Elmer. This is, this is 40 years of experience. The man still has family stuck in mainland China. Understand this. Please understand. He, he is a very, very brave person. And, and he's, he's not here to try and make up stories. It's really, really bad right now, what's happening. Elmer, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Stay safe, my friend. And we'll be seeing you, hopefully, each other very, very
1: soon. Namaskar. Thank you, Suri. Thank, thank you for inviting me. Thank you.